0: hello everybody this is noah trainer live election coverage from the squawk studios We have a poll going on our Twitter right now, live now. It'll be closed by the time you're listening to this. But we have a poll live about the horror performance draft that we posted this morning. If you listen to last week's episode, this is an intense competition between me, Max, and my co-host here,
1: Stephen Pastis. Who is winning right now, Stephen? Breaking. Max is still winning. There's only seven people in the voting with uh, Max at 43% of the seven people who have voted. Steven and I split at 28% each. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I still want to put in some expert analysis here. Um, I do think mine and Noah's uh, are both equally as good as Max's. If anything, I agree with Noah that Noah has the most conventional seven picks. Eight picks. Eight picks. <laughs> so I really hope Noah wins. Just hurts to see a good man lose. Thank talking you about Noah. Thank you losing to Max.
0: Well, no offense, but I hope you lose because I want to win. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I can take that. You know, I think I can kind of just take the loss here. Um, I I uh, I'll go live with the Bremdel fly, and and be happy. That's fine with me. Yeah, I uh, I'm very curious to see how this plays out. I believe the
0: poll is posted for two days, so we'll know Friday morning. We'll post the results. Um, on the Twitter when this comes out. So if you're hearing this, go, you can go look at the Twitter and the results will be out of who won the draft. Um, honestly, very surprised Max is leading. Uh, Steven has already accused Max of using a burner to vote. Yeah. And Max you know what? I agree.
1: I know Max did that. Yeah. This is not spreading false misinformation and lies. <laughs> this is truth.
0: Max is fake news
1: personified. We're going to change the name of the podcast to Truth Wars. <laughs> Truth, tr- the Truthing Hour. <laughs> yeah, th- this is you're getting
0: into Alex Jones territory yeah. with that, Stephen. Unfortunately, <laughs> more in truth,
1: the Truth Room. <laughs> to pick, to pick your poison. Yeah, um, isn't there a podcast called like Fighting in the War Room or something? The War Room is is Bannon's podcast.
0: The War Room is Bannon's podcast. Yeah. There's like there's a movie podcast called Fighting in the War Room after okay. Doctor
1: Strangelove, oh. I think. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Great movie. You know, well, we can get back to this later. I had a thought, but we'll, we'll come back to it. We have a lot of big news to talk about today. Yeah. It's, it's a huge week this is, here at USC campus. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of glad that we did our big Halloween. We have a little bit of Halloween
0: content coming up for you later in the episode, but I'm glad we did our big Halloween plunge with the horror draft last week because... Actually, a lot of stuff happened this weekend, and this is probably one of the biggest weeks for USC in a while, just in terms of uh, our university being on the come up because big decision was made. Uh, We have a brief out about this on the Daily Gamecock website. It'll be a few days old by now, uh, by the time you're hearing this. So you can go look at it and I'm sure more information will be coming out. But we finally dropped the of.
1: Doo-doo-doo. Goodbye of, see you later of, farewell yeah. to of. Um, Nobody liked the of. Nobody wanted it. No. We didn't choose this. It was a curse, really. We suffered under for a few years there.
0: I think Beamer Ball brought us
1: out of the period of yeah. the of. You know. I can see right now in our studio. I'm looking over, and right here on the library computer is an of. Yeah. It's everywhere you look. So U
0: of SC is no longer U of SC. We are back. To USC. It is on all of our branding. I don't know the legal way that this happened because we like lost a trademark battle against the other, the inferior USC. Um,
1: yeah, maybe there was some sort of limitations or something and it's been enough time to where yeah. we can... Or they're using it in a way that doesn't violate that
0: trademark agreement. Mm-hmm. But whatever way, they found a way and USC is back in. We've we now... never been happier. Yes, we've taken back our rightful title because we, let's yeah. be honest. We were a university before California was even a state. You know? Yep. I like Turn California. I want to move to California one day to pursue
1: my uh to live living on career. PTA's lawn. Yeah. I'm those going those to windows. live on Paul Thomas Anderson's lawn. Um but USC is ours. And it's been ours since before California even existed. Right. And now we're here. Just because we're the South just because people don't like us as much doesn't mean we have to put ofs in our name. These goddamn literal coastal elites <laughs> taking our name. I swear to God, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, it's really amazing as a journalist that this is happening, too, because you wouldn't believe how many people I've had to explain this weird minutia to. How many new writers of the Daily Gamecock do of or don't do of? Really now painful.
0: now we can put in our style in our writing just yeah. USC, right?
1: Well, we actually did USC. We the Daily Gamecock never never changed anything, you know, cuz we're just kind of cool like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's the truth, you know. If we won't have to feel guilty about it anymore. Not that we ever felt guilty, but maybe there was a, a small amount of of uh selectivity there. Yeah we wanted
0: that of out so according to the press release that came out this morning it'll take effect on January 4th 2023 so new semester new logo new year um you know it's it's great stuff um of course we still go by University of South Carolina but on all the branding now it just says USC 1801 which I have to ask you for your opinion about the logo, because I'm not crazy about the new logo. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: You know... Despite the fact that it is USC. Let me see it on your computer. It's pulled up larger. Yeah, it's... I I don't know how I feel about it, you know. It's one of those things... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to be totally honest, I really don't like it. Yeah. The first few times I saw it, I thought it was just the graphic they made on the press release. Right. I didn't think that was going to be our thing. You're telling me... Every, like, sweatshirt and everything is going to have that on it. They must have, like, put that in enough Minecraft blockiness to where it's, like, (laughs) differentiated from the traditional USC, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, okay, the one
0: one thing that Sydney, who wrote the story, our news editor, pointed out to me is that the C now matches the actual, like, Carolina C, you know? Like, that font matches. So I think that's a good decision. I like that. But something about the 1801 little banner underneath that just looks, like, kind of cheap. Like, they didn't put a lot of effort into it.
1: Yeah, I, it's, like, I feel like I could have made that in Minecraft, quite literally. Yeah. And it would have looked pretty darn good.
0: Like, I am I always joke about how I'm a terrible graphic designer, and I hate doing social media for the squawks sometimes, because I actually have to, like, go into Canva and make all the templates and the graphics. Which, by the way, I spent a lot of time on the... It's a beautiful... On the poll draft graphics.
1: It's uh, a beautiful little graphics,
0: graphic. So, please go vote and appreciate my hard work. But... Like I could I could whip this up, you know, it's not it's not that uh, intriguing or impressive. Um, so I like the I like the new font. Don't love the new logo, but I think we're on the same page about loving the fact that we are back to USC. And yep. this is
1: just a lot another. We shot off fireworks <laughs> and our our revolvers into the air. Yeah, we tapped our. You know, we should I all jump boots. in the fountain
0: again after this right. happened. You know. Honestly,
1: this is more meaningful to me than the Women's Basketball Championship. No, I'm just kidding. No, that was was a joke. No, that was really special. But this is maybe a close second or third. Close second, maybe, to what happened last week. Right. Another big moment. Saturday. A football game that you were actually attending. I was, believe it or not. Wild. Yeah. Yep, it was, you know, maybe it wasn't my own choice. Maybe I was attending out of, of, you know, to to be with other people. But... I had a good time, and I will say, you know, maybe will I be going to the football game this weekend because I stayed long at the last? Probably not. Well, isn't
0: the game – wait, is it a home game this weekend? I think so. Oh, wow. I should probably actually – man, I did not request a ticket, did I? I didn't
1: either on accident. Whoops. Yeah, (laughs) whoops. Isn't the request period still open? Oh, maybe it is. Maybe we got to get in clutch.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It's we okay. We need some context for people. We're a little groggy today. I don't know why, but
1: I had a very long day. That's that's why I'm groggy. Yeah, I'm very busy writing lots of stories. I've been busy, but I my excuse is that
0: um, I watched John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness at like oh. twelve thirty at night last night. So oh. um, that's my excuse. But anyways, USC defeats Texas A and M. At home, thirty to twenty six. Night game, Willie B absolutely rocking, absolutely rocking. Loudest I've ever heard it. Did you just, did you see the report it, that the county had to like tell people that it wasn't an earthquake; it was just noise from the stadium. Yeah, like it, yeah,
1: it was the loudest I've ever seen it. I think
0: there were I was so I was so my mom was in town this weekend, so we were sitting up in the bleachers basically. Um, yeah, I I was upper deck too. Yeah. Oh you were? Mm-hmm. Damn, I should have met up with you. Yeah. Should have texted you. I was
1: like facing the the Megatron, the JumboTron. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you were like on the or, like, o- opposite side of the Yeah. The field. So you were on one of the short ends. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then I was not near you. Okay. <laughs> but um yeah, I was in the upper deck student section and people were like banging on the uh bleachers so hard like People jumping up and down the entire yeah. game. I don't know
1: how those things don't, like, bend inwards. They're these, like, little thin metal seats. I don't know how they don't just completely, like, bust over.
0: Let me tell you, the opening return kickoff touchdown was the craziest, like, people just being hyped out of their minds I've ever been at a sporting event.
1: It's true. What was so funny about it to me was I, like, like looked away for two seconds, and then I just hear like screaming, like an eruption of noise, and like slamming. And I look over and catch it right as he he hits it. And <laughs> it's like, it, it was. It, I mean, it was the first like ten seconds of the game.
0: Yeah. It was Opening crazy. kickoff. Yeah. He it was crazy too because he almost got tackled like eight times on that return and broke every single tackle. Almost ran out of bounds, but didn't. And he made it all the way down the sideline and uh, scored. Appar- also, Texas A&M afterwards, like for their players, apparently smoked weed before playing in the game and got suspended.
1: Dang.
0: So, I don't know, maybe that explains their groggy start. Because <laughs> after that opening kickoff return touchdown, they then turned the ball over twice on their next two possessions. One was an interception, one oh. was a fumble. And so we got a 17-0 lead right off the bat. Which we almost blew <laughs> you know they cut it they made it 17 they had to 14. Give us some excitement
1: they had to give us something to ruin for.
0: yeah they made it 17 14 and then we scored again and then they scored again and then we scored and then they came back and kicked the field goal and recovered the onside kick and actually had a shot to win it at the last second and they did not thank god um maybe it wasn't
1: 30 26 maybe it was 30 24 i think it was 30 to 24. i don't remember i don't know did you stay the whole game
0: yeah, I stayed the whole game.
1: Yeah? Did Hel- you? No, I, I left a little after, like, a little into the third quarter. Um, that's Damn, a, that was fake a, fan. Th- those games are long. Oh, I am ai f- am I, dare I say it, would hardly even consider myself a fan. I'm an attendee at best. <laughs> um, I I was a fan of this game, though. I got a hot dog. You know, it was a night game. It was nice and, and a little chilly. I enjoyed that. Um it was fun though. It was cr- it was packed, but I I definitely was getting a little tired after that. The halftime show was awesome. I mean, the energy there it was just electric that night.
0: Yeah, the the halftime show was really good. You know yeah. what's the best part about the football games this year compared to the previous years is the new lights.
1: Oh my god! At yeah. nighttime, the difference they make. It's it's like, it, it almost doesn't even feel real. Like whenever they're flashing red, it's like. Feel like i'm in a video game or something like yeah it yeah. feels fictional it
0: gets you so excited yeah like as soon as it goes you're like whoa
1: i like, mean those things must be s- uh, ultra powerful like yeah to paint an entire like stadium a- like that entire stadium and it's not even like it's red but you can see like a little bit of light it's like everything is like co- coated and like red. red it doesn't even feel like red light it's really yeah. impressive
0: it's like a flying saucer like came down and yeah. did it from above, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it looks like uh, the lighting and like nope, how they had like a yeah. giant like light box above the entire house or whatever. If yeah. you've ever seen that, like it's like more, it's like more powerful than that. It's insane. Do you know that at like NBA arenas now they have like. Um, these projections that they do on the court that make it look like the court is like collapsing in and on itself during like the intros and everything. And oh it, like, my gosh. they have these like 3D graphics that make it look like the court is like moving. That's it's, terrifying. It's really cool. Um, and That's it's really it's cool. just as effective as like that, yeah. those lights at the football game. Yeah.
1: So, uh, f- speaking of the day before, another, uh, big news for South Carolina, Cockstock, T pain came and it was, uh, It was probably one of the worst uh, opening performances I've ever seen. Wait, who was the opener? Uh, It was basically, like, these two random students stumbled on stage (laughs) and, like, Googled, like, EDM, like, club mixes. And it was, like, they were just playing, like, the cheesiest music. But before the music would even play, they would do, like, their wubs and their you know, bass drops, and yeah, and it was, like, it was crazy, and they were just, it was so embarrassing, too, to watch them, they were, like, dancing around on stage, and it's just, like. Were they actually students? Yeah, they are they were, like, now two student DJs will perform for you till t gets here, (laughs) and they, like, walk on stage, and they're, like, they're just, like, two, like, these little, like, frat bros, but they're not even, like, they're not even, like like, you know, like toxic masculinity frat they're like just like like if you told me they were like Fortnite like experts I'd be like okay that makes sense like they look like people they were gamers yeah they looked like gamer boys yeah and I say that as a gamer boy myself I'm just saying I would never go on stage wearing you know a cut off tank top and play wub and dance around like I'm like I don't know it's like (laughs) where do they even get where do they even get off Acting like uh, they're having the best time of their life up there, you know what I mean? I'm sure that they went and saw Black Adam and loved it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yep, they seem like just the time they're booger eaters. They watched
1: uh Wolf of Wall Street right before and and ran on stage.
0: No, that's too good of a movie, it has to be some dumb superhero
1: shit. They played um, they played like Apex Legends for seven hours (laughs) and then ran on stage. apex legends that's too accurate <laughs> and then t-pain cam- comes on and you you know i will say i had very very low expectations for t-pain probably some of the lowest expectations i've had for a cockstock artist you know albeit asap ferg is the only one i ever went to and he was i also had low expectations for him but t-pain was great T-Pain blew me away. He's Such a good dancer, such a great performer. I mean, no. Was it was his music fantastic? No. Was he a, a, an authentic artist on stage? No. But was he a great performer and an entertainer? Yes. He sold that audience. He had that room bouncing, right? He kept doing all these, like, you know... Like, normally I hate when they... I, normally I hate when they, um, like, do the crowd... Uh, like, get hype, you know, sort of things. But he was doing it, and they were really good. Come on, Columbia, yeah. let's get up! Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. type of thing. Right, exactly. Like, I hate that kind of stuff. But, you know, he did it, and it was, like, fun, because he was, like, making jokes. And he kept making the sound that the Gungan King makes in Phantom Menace, where he's like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I shit you not. He Racist did Phantom that. Menace. Yeah. <laughs> he probably did that, like, seven or eight times. It was
0: Interesting. crazy. Was it a Phantom Menace reference? Do you think? I don't
1: know. I mean, one time he grabbed his stomach, and <laughs> started doing around, it, and he yeah. said he was like, "Thanks for this T-shirt. It makes me look so good." And jiggled his stomach around. <laughs> so he didn't
0: make a, he didn't reference Boss Nass by name. No, no. Okay.
1: No, and he did not speak in a, a you know, s- s- racist sort of rip off accent. Either. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: Like the um, it's, man, speaking of Phantom Menace, so many uh weird racist caricatures in that movie. Like the uh what are the guys called that are like that is not illegal or whatever, you know, like oh, the uh yeah, the little like God, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about, the guys with the big eyes and like the grey faces with like the uh it's like oh, Viceroy something. Yeah, Vice,
1: yeah. yeah. They're like trade lords, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The trade lords,
1: very <laughs> racist characters. Yeah,
0: yeah. George Lucas was on some shit when he made all the different characters in Phantom. Menace. Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm a fan of those movies, but you know, they're they are uh, certainly strange. We were so, just talking about that.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about Phantom Menace. Um, weird, weird film.
1: You know, I like it. I'll stand by that.
0: Yeah. So, in short, Cockstock, success or no? Thumbs up or thumbs down? I enjoyed review.
1: Cockstock just as much as I enjoyed the football game. So, I don't know what that translates to.
0: For you, that probably means the football <laughs> game was better than expected and Cockstock was a little worse than expected. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, yeah. I would say that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: I'm so glad I, I went. I almost, I've been a little burnt out on the football games this year. Um, yeah, they've
1: not been so fun.
0: And... Gotta say, this, this this one brought the hype. This one brought the energy. Oh, my God, yeah. Um,
1: and oh, yeah, I wonder what it'll look like this weekend. I mean...
0: They just posted that it sold out.
1: Really? Yeah. Don't they usually sell out, though? Yeah, yeah, they do. It just depends on how and many also, people like, show up. Don't <laughs> you say, like... I don't know, I was thinking about this one time for a concert. Like, almost every band says sold out. You know yeah, I mean? it's because they do sell out,
0: but, like, half the tickets are sold and then put on the resale market. Right, you right. Know?
1: Or, like, not even that, but, like, they'll say sell out, but it's it doesn't mean literally every seat is packed. It just means... Every ticket know, was sold, yeah. Right, all the tickets that they were going to sell, sold, you know, in pre-sale or sold at opening day. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really mean that every seat is going to be filled on right. the house on the day of, you right, know. Right, right. Um, but also shout out to um you know this is a uh, pretty liberal podcast but actually shout out to the columbia police department because um they ran the traffic like fucking butter on saturday i drove to the game because my mom was in town and didn't want to make her walk all the way from my complex or to the shuttle or whatever and uh as soon as the game ended like we stayed the entire time and obviously there was a huge exodus of people as the game ended took us about 15 minutes to walk to the car, and as soon as the cops, like, started letting all the traffic go, it went, like, so smoothly. Like, we didn't wait in traffic at all getting home. Yeah. It was actually very impressive. Because normally, the traffic is, like, bad until, like, 4 o'clock in the morning on night game days. Really? Yeah. And it was smooth. Didn't have to wait at all. Literally, like, the traffic kept moving. I got right to my house. Um, That's crazy. It was perfect.
1: Well, isn't... Don't they just reverse the roads?
0: Yeah, but they definitely, like, figured out some kind of better system to do it this time because it was really, really smooth, despite the fact that it was probably crazier than I've ever seen it, (laughs) you know, in terms of people. Yeah,
1: I mean, I will say I walked, and it did not feel very smooth to me. But (laughs) I was also on foot, so... Did you take the shuttle? No, I, I walked back to... Audrey's parents were in town, too, funnily enough. So we walked back with them and then got in their car and drove. But, like, we were basically to, like, Granby, so there's, like, really no traffic.
0: Yeah. I didn't know how busy you were this past weekend, but my mom had asked to meet you. She said... She did? Yeah, she was oh, like, I want to meet Steven. He's, like, a little celebrity to me. <laughs> I w- I guess She's probably right. embarrassed that I'm telling you this if she listens to <laughs> this okay. episode. But... I want
1: to meet you, too, Noah's mom. Okay. Damn, that can... was sounding a little sus. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean like that. No, no, no. Just, you know, Noah's my buddy. It'd be nice to, to see... You know, his family.
0: We were talking about before,
1: Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. Um,
0: I took her to Texas Roadhouse to get the real southern experience since I'm from Connecticut. And uh, <laughs> Stephen was crapping on Texas Roadhouse, but he yeah. forgot that the roles are incredible. Right. I
1: used to hate, uh, you know, I haven't been in many years, but I used to hate Texas Roadhouse because they, it's like, my grandma would always make me go there for my birthday. And I never wanted to go there for my hope birthday.
0: hope grandma's not listening.
1: She yeah, no, she's definitely not. I don't even think Grandma knows what a podcast is. But shout-out Grandma, Nana, actually. Um, maybe this is my imagination or something, but I just felt like as a kid I always ended up at Texas Roadhouse, and I never wanted anything on the menu there. I mean, I was kind of picky, but it's like, you know, everyone's throwing peanuts in my face, and they're screaming and yelling at me. Like, you know, everything there is very loud, too. It's lots of dancing. Dancing? What? The one I went to had lots of dance. I think <laughs> they had like, a, a, like one of those dance squares. Yeah, I can't say the one that I went to had a lot of dancing. <laughs> it definitely, okay. What about for like your birthday? Have you ever been there for your birthday? Don't they do that then?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I've not been there for my birthday. I mean, I guess it seems more special to me because
1: they don't have them in Connecticut. Yeah, but it, again, it's Texas Roadhouse. It's not really the South. It's like yeah. Southwest. Yeah. It's you like should have a, taken her to, like, um... To like, I mean,
0: it's a chain, so it's kind of everywhere. But, like, know. it's definitely more prevalent down here. You should you know?
1: have taken her to Lizard's Thicket.
0: I don't like Lizard's Thicket.
1: That means you don't like
0: Southern food. I, that Just is, kidding. That's
1: true. I don't like Southern <laughs> food. But you love Texas Roadhouse. Because it's got really good steak. It does have good steak, and it has good I had rolls. An, I had an awesome filet. The butter. The butter on the rolls the is butta. incredible. Yeah. Great butter.
0: Honestly, I would go back and eat just like eight plates of rolls right now. Uh,
1: <laughs> so do you have a favorite
0: restaurant in, in Colombia? Oh, man, that's hard because, I don't know, does Taco Bell count? No, I'm just kidding. Do <laughs> you eat uh-huh. Taco Bell regularly?
1: Uh, recently, yes, How do of. you afford that? I love Taco Bell, but it's just so expensive. No, what? Taco Bell's cheap. It's like it's like 11 or $12 a meal. No, it's not. Bro, if he, I get the chalupa meal, it's like 11 or 12 Okay,
0: here's here's what you have to do. You go to Taco Bell, you get the cravings box, okay?
1: I know, the $5 cravings box. The thing is, I don't, I don't want that burrito thing they give you. But the burrito is good. The get bean The bean burrito? No, you don't
0: have to get the bean burrito with it. You can get the um, uh, crunchy wrap. Uh, oh. You can get the crunchy wrap. Uh, and yeah. it's like a wrap, cheese, then hard shell, then beef lettuce but they change it all
1: the time so it's like you can get that if you order it on the app it's very consistent it's always the same wait which one do you go to
0: I go to the one in Casey like right over the bridge
1: okay yeah yeah I mean that's the one I go to too I'm gonna download the. did you see the the like uh,
0: uh Conservative Fox News commentator who was like, "Inflation in America is so bad that it cost me twenty eight dollars to eat a Taco Bell." And people (laughs) are like, "What? (laughs) You? How are you not dead? How do you not have like intestinal diseases after spending twenty eight dollars Taco Bell?"
1: I mean, yeah. You know what's funny is after T Pain, I went to Taco Bell for like the first time in so long, and it it really opened up something for me. I I I do love Taco Bell. You know what? I'm going to Taco Bell tonight. I'm going to Taco Bell right after this. Okay. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I mean, I actually think it's better than like Moe's and Chipotle. Or maybe not Moe's. Not Moe's, but better than Chipotle. Oh my God. Dude, Chipotle. Okay. Chipotle will not stay in your body for more than 20 minutes. Taco Bell, I can handle. I guess you're right. But Chipotle, just like, it's like immediately I have to use the toilet
1: if I eat Chipotle. Well, which Chipotle are you going to? Any of them. What do you order? The, anything, like tacos, get, like, quesadillas. Dairy? Do you get the sour cream on your... I do not get the sour cream. What do you get? Like, what What could they possibly be putting in there that it's, makes it feel It's just sweet? their
0: seasoning and their chicken or whatever. It's just not, it's so bad for you. It's definitely worse for you than Taco Bell. You think? Yeah, I think Chipotle is
1: more unhealthy than Taco Bell. No way. Yeah. Okay, this is our new poll. We're doing this. <laughs> uh, like, I, I just don't understand that. Like, they have wholesome... I'm I'm literally Googling it right now. They have wholesome ingredients. I'm sure they say that. It's difficult to argue with the assessment that Chipotle has more nutritional value than Taco Bell. Most of Chipotle's food is sourced from local farms, while Taco Bell is not. The food quality is objectively better at Chipotle, and fast food menu prices argue that you're getting what you pay for. This is Medium.com. Ryan Fan, the bad influence. Um... Oh, but businessinsider.com says Taco Bell's burritos are better for your waistline than Chipotle's. Mm, there Interesting. you go. Well, I guess I need to eat at both places more and see how my health <laughs> holds up. Eat only at Taco
0: Bell right. for a month. Right. Calculate your weight. Then eat only at Chipotle for a month and calculate your weight. See when you gain more. <laughs> okay.
1: I know what I need to do.
0: Or lost more. I don't know.
1: Do you, uh, do you know the um, documentary Supersize Me? Yeah. Good documentary. Yeah. So, I'll super talk about myself.
0: Do you have a favorite restaurant in Colombia? I kind of gave you a non-answer because you know, I was I couldn't think of anything off the top of my tough.
1: head. It's tough. It's tough. You know, I, I love Colombia, but I will say, not, I'm not the best food scene here.
0: Not the best food scene.
1: You know, I, I really genuinely do like this one pho restaurant in Five Points. I mean, maybe that just makes me, like, someone who just likes, like, bland broth. Yeah. But I think they have good pho. You know, I would genuinely say my two favorite places to eat are Falafel King, Cookout, and the pho place by my house. Wow, Cookout.
0: Cookout, you know. You want to talk about destroying
1: your stomach? <laughs> cookout. I, yeah, it does. Damn, but I kind of want Cookout Six now or, or seven though. bucks? It's like, it's the only place where I don't feel, like, like ripped off afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, yeah. see,
0: that's how I feel when I get the cravings box at Taco Bell. I'm like, I just had a pretty hearty meal for five dollars. Yeah, yeah. Or like a Wendy's four for four.
1: I see the four for four has never filled me up. Really? Yeah, I don't get full from that. Huh? What's I can good? I can
0: barely finish my burger, but I always go fries first, then nuggets, then burger when I eat my my four for four. Okay. And by the time I get to the burger, I'm full. Oh. Maybe Isn't I just it
1: like four nuggets in that thing.
0: Four nuggets, a small fry, and then like halfway through the burger, I'm
1: like, "All right, See, I'm about done." I go, I eat the nuggets, and put some fries on the burger. Eat the burger. You put fries on the burger. Yeah, a little bit, or like I, you know, I consume them at the same time. Yeah. And then, I don't I usually eat all the fries. I'm not a big fries person. I love fries, but like I just don't like sitting there and just eating fries. They have to be good. Yeah. Like Five Guys fries. I could eat all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those
0: are good. You know, I used to be a Five Guys hater, but... McDonald's fries got worse recently. You think? Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think of where what place has the best fries. I would probably say Five Guys. I'd say uh, PDQ has really good fries. Have you ever been there? No. We got to stop talking about food. My mouth is watering. No, let's get... This is a good conversation. <laughs> we didn't really have a very concrete flow Have you ever been to the Place in Five Points? No. It's really good. I can't tell if that just makes... Like, I don't... I can't tell if it's like... You know, just a whatever Vietnamese place, but like I've always been pleasantly surprised by the food there. And if there's one place I think deserves a shout out, that it does not get the recognition, albeit it is in a gas station. So it's I guess it could be considered gas station food, but it's not. It's a full restaurant. Is uh, falafel king? You got to go there. Okay. The problem is they close at eight. I'm never gonna eat at a place that closes at eight. Right.
0: Like, okay, that's a problem I have with food in general in America ever since the pandemic happened. Places close so early now. Stay they all, till 10 at they all started closing early during the pandemic, which made sense. And yeah. then after the pandemic, they just kept it that way. <sighs> Crazy. And it's very annoying
1: because... I mean, you don't even have to open till like, 1, you know? Yeah. Like, like I guess you have the lunch rush.
0: But Especially in a, like, college town. Like, so many people are going to want to eat dinner at, like, 2 a.m., you know? Yeah. Stay open late. The only places open at 2 a.m. are fucking McDonald's and Cookout. Not even McDonald's. McDonald's closes at, like, midnight now. Like, what the hell? What is that?
1: I, I That makes me so mad. You know what? Like, I really, should be able to get McDonald's any time of the damn day I want. Yeah. I, I, I Like, that's, you know, like, if anything, it's like Satan's doing a bad job. Like, he should know that right. it's a place of pure indulgence. If I want to indulge and eat some... If I want to eat two Big Macs, I should be able to. Mm -hmm. If I want to eat so many Big Macs that it creates a salad of Big Mac lettuce on my, in the little box below it, that should be my God-given right as an American. For sure.
0: You know what's a good place? Here's another example. Here's a really good restaurant, Menkoi Ramen House. Oh,
1: love Menkoi. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would say that's one of the best in Columbia. That's one of the best restaurants in Colombia, right? Mm -hmm. Again, they close at like 1030 on the weekends. Like, it's a ramen house. Yeah. That's
1: ideal 3 a.m. food. If they did, like, delivery at, like, 11, I'd get it every weekend, probably. Yeah, exactly. I'd waste so much money. I mean, I'd waste all my money. I hope the local restaurants are listening to this. Yeah. Because we're telling them right. how to get the college And, you know, business. like, I do ha- I do understand, like, I hate the whole, like, college kids run Columbia. You know, like, I don't but want Columbia true. to just it's be It's dead a, when it's not, but when college kids aren't it's here. It's dead, and I feel like... People would benefit from, like, who's eating dinner at 4 o'clock? Right? right. How can Falafel King be in five points and not be open? You know, like, they're within walking distance of every major college bar, basically. They're missing out on a eight? lot of business, yeah. You could be open from 8 to 11 and get probably more business <laughs> than you do from being open from, like, 11 to 8. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're saying 8 p.m. to 11 a.m. Well, no, like, eight, even, like, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah, you know what I mean, like eight, eight to but, midnight. But
0: eight p.m. to two a.m.
1: Yeah, that you, that yeah. would be a better shift than you could stay open six a.m. to eight p.m. Right? Why do you think?
0: Go to Cookout or okay, the other place that stays open like till like four a.m. is Sonic. Go yeah. to Cookout or Sonic at like three a.m. and it's the busiest it'll ever be. Yeah, because there's a lot of people in college towns that stay up till three a.m. that want to eat at three a.m. and there's only two places to go. There's, there's, there's a market here where the demand is not being met.
1: Yeah. And like, I feel like, like, I guess people just grocery shop. I don't know. Like, I feel like that's a thing. Like, like (laughs) people grocery shopping. No, no. Like, I feel like that, like eating at midnight should be a thing. You know what I mean? It shouldn't just be off of like a major highway. For our, right. For us late night owls. I've, okay. I was saying. Like, I feel like you don't even have to be a college student to like, to be up at midnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You want a burger at mid, like. You're working on a project. That's why I want to go to a city. I want to be able to go out to eat at
0: midnight. Yeah, I mean, same. Like, okay, I've been watching a lot of Frasier, right? They'll <laughs> be like, oh, I have a date tonight. And I'm meeting this girl for dinner at 10. Why is that not a regular thing? Why is that know. not like... Well, this, this was the 90s was a better time. Uh, why does that not exist now? I, I never even lived in the 90s. Right, we never lived in the 90s, and we missed <laughs> out. <laughs> Every time I went to maybe Seattle is Maybe Seattle's different,
1: out. but I feel like I want to be able to go, on and go out to eat at 10. Well you know? when I was in Asheville recently, I was astounded. I got out of a concert at like 10 and my little sister promised me that she'd take me to get some pizza and like new a place. and so we're walking around and like Asheville's like it's not a dangerous city, but it's like not exactly like comfortable walking around in a city I don't know with my little sister at 11 pm at night and um, and and like there was nothing open. like there was like one like bar that was open. And it, like, had, like, maybe chips or something, like, like, you know, like, chips and french fries and so crazy.
0: Yeah. We're, we live in a in a
1: drought of yeah. good restaurants. And, like, I just don't, like, is it the whole point of a restaurant to just give us food? Like, what, like, how can you be a restaurant and not be doing the one thing you exist for? <laughs> like, like, I always think about that as I walk, like, once it hits 9 o'clock, I, I eat more dinner at 9 o'clock than I do at like 5 PM. You know what I mean? Like Chipotle closes at 9 PM. I always want Chipotle.
0: And it's always closed it's when always you want to get it. It's, and I think a lot of these places that we're talking about would be like, Oh, well we can't find people to work those hours or like we don't have enough money to pay people to work those hours or whatever cause they're not busy enough. It's like, but I feel like if you paid more money to get people to work those hours, and you started establishing the fact that you're open that late, people would start coming. But the problem is that these places will, like, stay open late or they say they're open late on their websites and they're not actually open late and you lose the trust and people stop going out of their way to try to get that food at like that time. Like
1: McDonald's on assembly. Yes, exactly. Screw that damn McDonald's. It
0: says on on Google Maps, open till 2 a.m. and they close before 11 closed, every single night. Yeah, they
1: close at, like, 8. It's yeah. insane. Like you're a McDonald's. It's your job is to be open twenty four seven. Yeah.
0: Like that. That should be McDonald's thing.
1: Um, is there even a McDonald's you could go to at like midnight here? I don't. I can't think. There's of one. the
0: one on. Uh, what's it called? Bluff Road. By yeah, the but Lubs. I'm not going to
1: drive to Bluff. Road. Well, I mean, I live right next to it. Oh, okay. But
0: yeah. even that one, if you go pat if you go there, it's technically open twenty four seven. But if you go there past like eleven, the the car, the line of cars would be like. So long, and it'll be like the slowest thing ever because they only have like one person working.
1: Crazy! I'm looking at the com the cravings box build. So you just place this order on Taco Bell, and you just pick it up.
0: Yeah, you just okay. go through the drive through, and it's ready for you. Well, I know what I need. To welcome, do welcome to the magic of technology, I'm, I'm gonna start
1: like I'm gonna get cancer because of this or something. Welcome to the twenty first century because of <laughs> fast food eating. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's true.
0: I had a Red Bull today, so I'm I'm on the highway to cancer.
1: I miss my Red Bull. The thing is, I can't afford to drink Red Bulls. They're so expensive. It's true. Like I can get one when I really need it, but like over the summer I would buy like a crate of Red Bulls, and it's like it's like thirty forty bucks. Yeah, at Costco. Yeah. yeah, crazy. I mean, I, it lasts a while, but
0: at the very least, it's better than buying a three dollar Red Bull from the school store every day. Yeah. Because like, you'd that's rather true. pay thirty bucks for
1: the thirty Red Bulls than three dollars for one. Okay. You know? Speaking of. Some of the best food in Colombia and America. Yeah. Costco. Costco Costco. Deli. Kirkland brand is honestly gas. Kirkland brand is good, but I'm talking the big ass hot dog, big ass pizza slices that you get at the checkout. Yeah. The the, like chicken like parm roll up thing they have. Mm hmm. Mm. Damn, I might go to Costco for dinner tonight. Yeah, honestly, I should. The only thing is like 30 minutes away from here. No, it's not. It's like 15 at most. Well, again, City Living, I need it within 30 seconds and open at all hours of the day and night.
0: I just got a text from our friend Max, who was on the podcast last week. Oh, yeah. Breaking. Guess what we're going to see tonight. What? Black Adam. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to think about that movie. What do you think? I was listening to a podcast uh, they were talking about. how it's, like, one of the most depressingly corporate movies to ever release. Oh, God. So I'm going to go. I honestly, I don't know. I might take an edible before I go or something just to have fun. You might take
1: a Black Adam. Yeah. <laughs> that would be – that does, does kind of sound like a drug. Um, <laughs> it sounds like, like, excuse my language here, but, like, boner pills at the gas yeah. station. <laughs> how do you feel about movie theater food? Uh, you know, I I've been pleasantly surprised. I mean, the price is absurd. It's like fifteen bucks for three chicken tenders. Yeah. Like I, you know, especially like well in Columbia is kind of crappy, but like like in wealthy places, like there's a wealthy, really really wealthy there's a really wealthy area in Asheville, um, kind of by not really by Biltmore, but like kind of in the like outside of Asheville where like the very wealthy people live. And it has like beer on tap and it has like, you know, like glasses of wine and it's yeah. really good. I had like a pizza, little like brick oven pizza there. And it's Regal or like AMC or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely think that the rest, like they almost have like restaurants inside the movie theater, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I went to – I saw that documentary that came out earlier this year, uh, Fire of Love, about the volcano, like, hunters or oh, whatever. Oh, I wanted
1: to see that so it, bad.
0: Really good. I was able to see it in a theater, which yeah. was awesome. And um, I went to it at, like, an AMC dine-in where they, like, bring you food and everything. And it, I saw it at, like, noon, so I didn't get any food. But, um, yeah, they just, like, They're have waiters eats, and everything, you know. He fasts all day. Yeah. Well, no, it's because – I. Yeah, whatever. I won't. <laughs> I kidding. won't explain my reasoning for not eating. But I've also always wanted to go to an Alamo Draft House. What's that? Um, it's like a movie theater restaurant. So like they have like instead of sitting like at just in like a chair, like you sit at a table kind of with like a few other people. Um, and you can, like, just get a single ticket and share a table with somebody. Or you can, like, rent out a whole table for your family or whatever. And they have waiters that come to you throughout the movie and, like, take your order and everything.
1: That's awesome. Um, yeah, all places should be like that. I I talked about this at last uh, week on um, the podcast with Max. There's a place in Asheville that I think has got to be one of the smartest, smartest business ventures ever. It's a pizza restaurant with an in-house brewery and it it just happened to buy these two big warehouses and made two movie theater lots into the back of it. So they can have two films showing. It's a huge room. It's larger than most movie theaters because it's like – like, imagine a big warehouse split into three rooms, Yeah. right? And so, like, and the room has tables all along it. So it's like you're sitting at a table, like, at a restaurant, and um, they have pizza, wings, cookies, like – real restaurant food, like, not, like, healthy stuff, but, like, you know, and, like, in-house, like, craft beer, and it's, like, $3 to see a movie. And the movies are usually good stuff. Like, it'll be, like, Black Adam, but it'll just be, like, two or three months from now, like, once it's out of theaters. Like, honestly, they probably just rent it off Prime or something and, (laughs) you know, have a projector that shows it, like, you know. So that has got to be one of the smartest little businesses I've ever seen. They're awesome.
0: I I I agree. i more more movie theater restaurants. I yeah. am very excited for fall break. Not fall break. Thanksgiving break, because I'm going to New York. Um, oh, which I'm to now see
1: licorice pizza again.
0: Yeah, to see licorice pizza again. So last year I went to New York to see licorice pizza during Thanksgiving break. This year
1: I'm going um, to see uh, Almost Famous the musical I, on Broadway. When I was in New York, I saw there was tickets and like stuff you could buy. Yeah, I saw like I walked right past where it is. So for those of you who don't know, Almost Famous is my favorite
0: movie of all time. And second shout out to my mom on this podcast, her favorite movie of all time. So we're and going to see the
1: show. Musicals are his favorite genre of all time. That's not true. So. But
0: um, so we're going to see the musical on Broadway or off Broadway. I don't know what the technical
1: term is. It's so weird, but we're it's seeing it Broadway. in New York. Yeah, yeah, if it's in New York. Not on not necessarily. There's I'm a, there's pretty sure it's, it's playing, though, like, yeah. just premiered. Yeah. So I'd imagine it is.
0: On and off-Broadway actually, like, has to do, it's both pertain to New York, but it has more to do with, like, how many seats there are in the theater. Oh. I learned this in one of my, like, sports and entertainment management classes freshman year. Um, so there's, like, kind of weird technicalities of what is on and off-Broadway, even if it's in New York. Anyways, that's Speaking besides of, the point. do you like Birdman? I haven't seen it, you haven't but um, seen while while I'm in New York, I'm very excited to just go to all the, like, I want to go to, like, three different New York movie theaters and see all the stuff coming out, because, like, Fablemans will be out by then, White Noise will be out by then, um, Glass Onion will be in theaters during that week, the new Knives Out movie, That'd so be, awesome. I'm like, Mom, let's, let's go see the Almost Famous show, but I want to spend the other, like, day and a half in New York just going to like all the different movie theaters and checking them out all like AMC Lincoln Square Paris Theater all the big ones so and when I go to LA for the first time I will definitely be road tripping to all the different iconic theaters speaking of
1: movie theaters in New York when I was in New York recently I was I was really surprised that there weren't more like you know obviously the Nick is like you know I don't know how to say it other than like an old movie theater that's still around like, I didn't see a single theater. It was, But I saw a ton of these, like, mega Regals where it's, like, three city blocks or, like, one city block, you know, and, like, also a perpendicular city block. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing about those, though. They are just as nice as, like, the independent crazy theaters. Yeah. But because they're in New York City. Because yeah. They're really nice. So, like, the Regals and the AMCs in New York are, like, 10 times nicer than the Regals and AMCs down here. You know, it's not just like they just threw an AMC into a thing. It's like actually nice. It's actually decked out with all the frills. They have like actual like film projectors, like the AMC Lincoln square. Not only does it have like one of the biggest IMAX screens in the world, it also like has film projectors. So I was able to see licorice pizza on 70 millimeter film when I went. So like they have all the premium formats. Like those are not just your run of the mill. Like, cheap multiplex trying to extract as much cash as possible. Yeah. I mean, they are, but they're still they're really nice. They give you the full experience. Is that's it more so expensive? Cool. Yeah, but it's oh, worth it. But it's worth it. Most assuredly, yeah. If you have if you have the pass though, like the AMC pass, it's definitely worth it.
1: I need to get that thing. Yeah, that's kind of funny. That's a total hack of like if you have the AMC ha- like pass and you yeah. go to New York. So or you have
0: to so you have to pay more for those states though. Oh so like my AMC pass, because I'm from Connecticut and I get Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts included in mine, mm-hmm. it's like thirty bucks a month as opposed to like twenty if you're like from the south kind of. I think California is also a thirty dollar one. So it's like New England and California, the pass is like thirty dollars if you want those states included. If you're if you just live in the south, it's like twenty bucks though.
1: That's kinda of hilarious it's like I mean
0: it's hilarious <laughs> but it makes sense yeah. you know
1: yeah like <laughs> we just well, li- are keep, literally keep in mind valuable down
0: no, they don't show like half the movies I actually oh want to see yeah. down here you know don't
1: even give me they do a, it
0: they show Tar and all these I other movies Oh, so bad hey, okay well we're going to talk after the podcast okay. because we might spend oh, next yeah. we might talk about Tar next week because yeah. Max and I are going to see it this weekend you should join us okay. but besides that yeah um yeah, AMCs in New York and L.A. and whatever will show all the artsy stuff. They just don't do that down here because, frankly, people down <laughs> here don't care. People
1: want to see Lyle Lyle the Crocodile. They want to see Lyle star. Lyle
0: Crocodile and Black Adam,
1: you know, oh. which I guess I can't hate since I'm seeing it tonight. Um, yeah, but you're seeing Tar, so you're driving like an hour to see Tar, so I can't. Uh, I'm not because it's showing up the Nick this weekend. Oh, you didn't yeah. tell me that. Yeah. So anyways, I'm, I'm get, going, I'm buying a ticket right now. Get
0: heights. Well, wait until I okay. tell you what screening. you're we're right, going you're to. Right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, okay. We can, we can, uh, stop there for our food and movie theater
1: discussion. Yeah, it's time for what you guys have all been waiting for.
0: Yes. We are going to, uh, we actually waited way longer to do this than I thought we would. Cause we were just having a fun conversation, but we want to leave you since Monday will be Halloween. You're listening to this probably on Friday or Saturday. Uh, you might need some horror movie recommendations. If you are a cinephile movie lover like us uh, and you don't want to just watch the same thing you've seen a hundred times, then, you know, maybe some of these picks will be good for you. So, Steven, start us off. What's your number five for underrated horror movies? So five recommend? is worst
1: or five is best? It doesn't really matter. Just pick five movies you okay. recommend. Okay. Frankly, I'm I, I can't stop talking about this movie. It's because it's so bizarre and great. Scanners, like I know, I'm probably late to the party here, you know. Yeah, it came like, out in like 1981. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm 20 years, you know, 20 years. The film is older, 20 years but, older than you, yeah. Right, but but I just mean like obviously, it's like a, people really love that movie. But like I I just can't stop thinking about it. It's such a crazy movie, and like the acting in it, and like the scene where the guy's head blows up is so crazy. This really underrated movie. I feel like like I don't understand why movies like that. Aren't as big as like, like how did like Scream take off and like, sk- bro? I mean, I Scream know it's like is mainstream. a masterpiece. I know, I know, but I'm saying like, well yeah. I also mean, it came out 15 is, years later. Yeah, so a very yeah, right. different environment. And it's like main, mainstream actors, I guess. I don't know, but like like something like The Fly. Like I guess my parents have seen The Fly. The Fly so was it, mainstream. So the so Fly mainstream. was a huge hit. Yeah, Cronenberg Kron- uh-huh. made hits. Yeah, occasionally. The Fly was
0: definitely a big hit. Videodrome yeah. and Scanners, maybe not so much. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I'd say, I'd say Scanners is really underrated. And I you know I have two shows. They're, I don't know if they really fall into the underrated category. I don't I watch, don't watch know, a lot Scanners of horror. Scanners is kind of a uh, moderate success. It made $14 million yeah, but on like, pro- a much smaller budget. If, if you go around and ask, like, you know, all of our friends, have you seen Scanners? Like, I doubt anyone even knows that movie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, it, sh- it doesn't deserve that, at least. So
0: just to kind of give you a quick summary of what Scanners is about, it's basically about these people with this psychic power <laughs> that can like make your head explode.
1: Yeah, it's just like a, it just kind of is like just gross, like it doesn't even really have a purpose, just like a power. This guy yeah, just does it. And there's a
0: basically a big corporation that's trying to harness this power, yeah. and are they going to be
1: able to stop them? So good movie. Yeah. Michael Ironside's...
0: Michael Ironside. You drafted him in your draft. He's awesome in it. He's so
1: great. I mean, it's like it's like he's kind of unforgettable in that role. Like he's like meant for that role. Right. What else has he been in? He's 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 been been in a ton of stuff. Top Gun. Yeah. Michael
0: Ironside's been in a ton. He's great. Um, I watched that with my dad because he got me the Criterion Blu-ray or DVD. I think. Yeah. My brother got me. That's a great. Actually, my brother got me scanners um on the criterion dvd yeah. my dad and i watched it and i remember doing the credits he's like oh michael ironside i actually know somebody this. <laughs> and i was like "Yep." Yeah. um all right my number five is scream three uh scream mm-hmm. obviously big franchise but um i feel like not there's not a ton of love out there for the sequels or at least not as much uh new one came out this year and did pretty well and i really enjoyed that one as well But I think all the Scream movies are good. But Scream 3 in particular is kind of weird and out there. And that's why I love it. Um, You know, the first one is a parody of horror movies. The second one is a parody of sequels. And the third one is a parody of corporate Hollywood. (laughs) So it's about them like making a movie based on the killings with it that happened within the Scream universe. But this movie was produced by Harvey Weinstein. And despite that, the movie is like totally making fun of the Weinsteins and all the sexual assault stuff before it even like came to light. Like there's a whole plot in the movie about like the Hollywood executives, like taking advantage and doing illegal things to their actors or whatever. And they even like cast people that kind of look like Harvey Weinstein. So Harvey Weinstein is putting up his own money to make a movie that is trying to expose how much of a piece of shit he is, which is just some great irony. They even name the director of the film, like, of the film within the film, guess what his name is? His first name is Roman. <laughs> like, Roman Polanski.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: Wes Craven definitely hated Hollywood. He hated the Hollywood system. And he just was take just took an absolutely massive dump on them with this movie. <laughs> and that's why it kind of rules. And it's still got good Scream stuff. It's still got the twists and uh, killing, cool, cool killings and everything. So, it's yeah. really a blast. And if you appreciate, like... Meta-narrative stuff. Like, this is probably the most meta of a franchise that is known for being super meta. So,
1: check it out, Screen 3. Steven, what do you got next? I'm going to hit out two. Two sp- roles here. Because, you know, I didn't really think this through. Yeah, we got to go a little quicker, yeah, actually. Yeah, and I didn't really think this through, and I'm not a big horror guy, but two TV shows, Haunting of Hill House and, the Haun- and Bly Manor. Really, really great shows. And, like... It's the type of horror where it's, like, kind of, like, therapeutic in a way. Like, it's so traumatizing and it's so dark. But it's a, about a drama and it's about something very simple. It's just about, you know, siblinghood and, and relations, like, family relationships. And then Bly Manor is just about, like, like living as a person and, and, like, living with these horrible things that happen with you. And so it's all really beautiful, poetic, you know, little Netflix original you know, is it the best thing ever? No, but, you know, maybe will it make you tear up a little bit? Yeah, probably. That's my review.
0: I really got to check those out. Yeah. I've been meaning to it's for a while. B- yeah, you
1: really should. I
0: mean, really good. stuff. Mike Planigan, watch. right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Really good stuff. Um, next
0: on my list, really quick, uh, The Hidden. This is a, a 1987 kind of sci-fi horror thriller. Uh, not that scary, but definitely creepy enough where I think it would fit Halloween. Um, and it says horror on Letterboxd, so it was eligible in the draft last week. Uh, this stars Kyle McLaughlin of Twin Peaks fame before Love. Twin Peaks was a thing. He played an FBI agent in this movie about shapeshifters, basically, or aliens that kind of infect people's brains. Um, and you can't really tell who is real and who's not, kind of like the thing almost, but it takes place more so like in contemporary L.A. Um, it's kind of cheesy, but in a fun way. Um, yeah, it's a great L.A. movie. Um, it's very 80s. So if you're into that kind of vibe, uh, you might like it. Uh, kind of a an interesting synth- synthesizer score. Um, so it's really of of the time, but in a
1: fun way. So definitely recommend that one. What do you got next? You know, frankly, I I don't know if I have much else. I'm watching True Detective right now, so I'm gonna recommend that. It's not <laughs> underrated or anyway. Yeah, famous horror spooky. program. Spooky. Okay, that is spooky. It's spooky enough. It is terrifying. You want to can- I mean, that is horrifying there's pedophilia and brutal, brutal you want to stay murder. on the true uh, not true crime but
0: the crime beat uh mind hunter uh, i need to watch that i don't Another know if really i like creepy show. i don't
1: think i really want to be on the crime beat any longer i just really like dude true Detective. well mind Hunter's like
0: the most pure fincher shit of all time okay, so yeah.
1: you would like it like i saw this picture the other day of uh um, mind
0: hunter is so good that it almost made me say like if fincher just stopped making movies and just, and just made mindhunter for the rest of his life i would actually <laughs> be okay with that that's how good mindhunter okay, is I and you know answer. how much i love fincher movies yeah, so that's a that's lot true. coming from me
1: yeah that is true well yeah that's my take
0: yeah okay so you don't have any anything else
1: no wow. i'm sorry well Sad. well i do i mean i watched american werewolf in london recently i feel like that's kind of underrated like i never really heard about that and it's such a fun little like silly sort of like you know very dark and and like disturbing a little bit and great effects great acting love the guy from After Hours in it yeah he kills it Griffin Dunn I love Mm
0: him Um, okay I'll rattle off my last three really quick um, just to take us out Prince of Darkness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. John Carpenter this is kind of a passion project from him he based it on like a television series in the UK um, and even credited himself as the writer as like like something Quatermass, which was the name of the character, the scientist character in that TV show that the movie is like loosely based on. So even though John Carpenter wrote it, he gave the credit to this fake character for writing it, Um, which is kind of which is kind of cool. Just like a fun little John Carpenter thing that he would do. Um, This movie is about what if like Satan and Jesus and everybody was actually just like quantum physics fucking with our reality. And what if they came back to destroy humanity? Um, that sounds really intense. It's not actually. It's very cerebral for the first kind of hour um, of the movie. So if you're not somebody that likes the slower stuff, maybe this one isn't for you. But it's very existential. It's very weird. It takes its time with its setup, but once it does, once the shoe does drop, there's some really gross, disturbing imagery. The makeup and effects look awesome, especially for the '80s. You know, this is after the thing, so. Carpenter has definitely mm-hmm. like kinda of worked with his troop and known how to get that stuff. Um there's like a, there's a character that transforms into a demon like halfway through the movie that truly is one of the most disturbing things I've ever looked at on film. Um so if you're into gross out shit and existential horror, then this might be the movie for you. Um Steven, my next one, is a movie you do not like. Oh. Event horizon.
1: God, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about horror. I said it before. I don't watch a lot of horror, so that was the type of movie that I got roped into because I was like, "Great cast! Wow, this movie." Yeah, cool. Sam Neill, Lawrence Fishburne. I thought it baby. was gonna be like I don't know. I thought it was gonna be like some indie sci-fi movie. Like, no, I, and then so and it is for the first like thirty minutes, like. It's a really great kind of cool sci-fi movie and then it just is like, oh, actually, this is a movie about the fucking pit of hell opening up and ripping yeah. people to shreds. And that's why it's sick. I, I It terrified me. I didn't sleep for days after watching that movie. Sounds like it was effective. Yeah, I mean, So sure. then you shouldn't hate it. To ev- and the acting is really good and the horror is... The bloody and carnage and gore yeah. of it all—it's really unforgettable.
0: Famously, the movie was supposed to be like two hours and fifteen minutes, and they lost a bunch of the footage because Paramount or whoever. Oh yeah, don't
1: they say it's like haunted or something? Like... Yeah,
0: they rushed—they rushed it out, and it got like the footage—the footage that they meant to put in was destroyed That's afterwards. Crazy. So we'll never see the director's cut. But yeah. funny, directed by Paul W S Anderson, which I always <laughs> joke around is. Paul Thomas Anderson and Wes Anderson had a kid and he started directing bad video game adaptations. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, this movie's really cool. It's about space. What if like space but demons actually kind of like Prince of Darkness in a weird way, um, yeah. the plot, but they're in space. And it kind of just like makes you feel like you're on the edge of the universe, which is a vibe that I can't really describe yeah. that I love. Like Ad Astra kind of feels that way towards the end. The James Gray movie, not a horror movie, but yeah. a sci-fi movie. Like I like Interstellar a little bit when they're at the black hole. Like I like movies that make you feel like you're like truly on the edge of reality. You know, like you yeah. are as far as possible away from human civilization as you can be. And it's just you and the cosmos and you're yeah. kind of discovering the undiscovered. Yeah. I don't know. Something about no, that vibe really good I point. just love. And the fact that like this movie is able to blend that with, like, true demonic horror is really cool. I don't know if and, they blend
1: it, but they definitely have both of those feelings. <laughs> I feel like it's very separate. Like, I feel like there's no, a distinct th- point th- in the movie I where you I think you're it like, goes together. Yeah.
0: Um, and Lawrence Fishburne is really fun as the lead, and Sam cool. Neill is fucking awesome as the He's scientist. He's so great. He's such
1: a good actor. Also
0: really good in In the Mouth of Madness, which is another underrated John Carpenter movie. Uh, I don't even want to describe the plot of that one because it's so weird. You just got to watch it. So that's another one I guess you could recommend. Then my last one to take us out is Dress to Kill. This is a kind of erotic thriller slash horror slasher uh, with Nancy Allen and Michael Caine. Um, Michael Caine's really good in this movie. Um, I won't spoil it because it would kind of... So this movie's like kind of problematic in the same ways that people think that Silence of the Lambs is problematic. Um, but so you can probably know what the twist is based on that, but I'm not going to spoil it because it is the twist. Um, so yeah, if you're maybe sensitive to that topic in silence of the Lambs, that is very controversial, then maybe don't watch this movie. But, um, if you can handle that, it's a really well done slasher. It's very weird. The filmmaking is like incredibly inventive cause it's Brian De Palma. Um, And Nancy Allen's really good. Um, I've always had a soft spot for her in, like, RoboCop, Dress to Kill. This is probably the best of, like, the Brian De Palma, like, sleazy thrillers that came out in, like, the early 80s. You know, this, (laughs) Body Double, Scarface doesn't really count, Blowout. Although I probably need to rewatch Blowout. That might be better, honestly. But Dress to Kill, really good. Um, Decently scary. Very tense. Uh, So, yeah, check it out. That's all of our horror recommendations. I think recommendations. Those are really good reviews. I'm yeah. definitely
1: gonna watch um, *Heart of Darkness* and Dress to Kill*. Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Yeah. You've seen *Prince of Darkness*, right? I, I've seen most of it. Like, okay. I, I remember the the. I'm pretty sure I turned it off actually, but this was this was before I was a movie nerd. This was when I was like a Marvel kid. So, <laughs> you know, the same guy who didn't like *Event Horizon* turned off uh, *Heart uh, Prince of Darkness*. So, yeah, tough. Yeah. Well, check those out. Yeah. Let us know what you're watching Thanks for
0: listening today. Yeah, I'll be watching The Shining on Halloween, I believe. I'll uh, be watching Scanners. Scanners again.
1: Just the little clip where his head explodes for six <laughs> hours. <laughs>
0: OK, <laughs> sounds like a plan. <laughs> what are you what are you dressing up as for Halloween? I don't know. I don't know. What I don't are you? know. I don't really know either. Although I did is
1: it, go. It's stressful. OK,
0: so I do have a little bit of a story. Last weekend, um, I did dress up already as a thing. It oh, wasn't. And
1: it was a great. Okay. Costume. It wasn't
0: really a Halloween party, but it was like a birthday party for a friend. And we were supposed to dress up in like a costume of something that they like. So I dressed. My friend is a big fan of Paul Dano. So I dressed up as Paul Dano, as Eli, and there will be blood. And um, I memorized. And you crushed it, too. Yeah. I, it looks good. And I memorized the whole uh, speech that he has, like the get out of here ghost yeah. thing, where he's like. If I have fists, I will thrash you. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be this weekend, though. I don't even know if I'm going to a Halloween party, to be honest. I have no I plans. I th- I have no plans at the moment. I kind of oh. just want to watch some
1: spooky movies. Yeah, same. Michael invited me to um, Jake's tonight, and I was like, I'm sorry, Michael, I have a spooky movie I need to watch every night. So, What's your spooky movie tonight? Um, I think I'm going to watch Scream, actually. Okay, cool. Because I feel like I can convince Audrey to watch that with me, and it's like, Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen that all the way through. Yeah. Which is embarrassing for me. I need to see it.
0: Well, hit me up for a spooky movie this weekend. I'll get down. I (laughs) will. All right. Next week, I think uh, we're going to talk about Tar. Since it sounds like, Stephen, you'll be able to make that this weekend, hopefully. I'll do my best. All right, cool. Next week. We're talking about Tar next week. Next week, we're talking about Tar. We're making it official right here. No turning back. (laughs) No turning back. All right. Thank you all for listening. This podcast is hosted by Noah Trainer and Stephen Pastis. Produced by Noah Trainer, Intro music and by Stephen Pastis and Bryson Carroll. Created by Michael Sauls. <laughs>